Hey, g'day, how's it going? Trap here again. Just again, dropping in, say g'day. It's been really hard trying to get Nat to uh, do a podcast with me. She's been working so hard. Uh, we had to drop telling off somewhere at a party. So I'm like, here's an opportunity. I'm going to like get the microphones in the car and we're going to capture some thoughts and some things on wax. So that's this episode today. Um, it's a little... It's not the best sounding thing because it's in the car, but it's not too bad. And uh, I didn't have any reference points, so I don't even... We're sort of talking about things from memory, so hopefully it's all right. Um, and then on the end, I tacked on a little thing. We did a um, Jimmy Melrose tour. Um, Nat's mum, uh, Jill, does the uh, history for Glenelg for the Holfast Bay Council area we're in. So we, uh, we uh, decided to go do the tour and, and listen to Jill present this, which was really interesting. And um, I got to uh, record Nat for a little bit on that walk which is there's not a little bit of, there's not a lot about Jimmy Murrow so you're not going to learn much but you're going to hear Nat and I discussing things which is weird but funny I guess and so the Jimmy Melrose tour just quickly for everyone is his name is Charles James Melrose uh, nicknamed Jimmy Melrose uh, he was 13th of September 1913 to the 5th of July 1936 that was his uh, time of being alive on this earth he was an Australian aviator who held a number of flying records and was the youngest of o- youngest and only solo flyer to finish the Melbourne Mac Robertson Centenary Air Race in 1934. So a very famous South Australian for us here, and uh, uh, Jill loves that. And she loves talking about um, his life and where he lived and where he grew up. And uh, you know, he does. There is a house down here, and there's a memorial down here for him with a. a uh, bust of his head um, which you know is the statue and things like that so it's interesting so that's there's a little bit of that uh that little walk that we did after this episode so or part of the episode so get into that thank you for listening bye Welcome to this week's edition of Two Tuckers Off Calf. It's in the car. Car cast. <laughs> car off calf. Two cuffers. Two Tuckers Off Car cast. I'm Travis Tucker. And I'm Nat Tucker. I think I'm going the right way. Am I going the right way? I yeah, don't know. This is the right well, way. Adelaide's a small place. We'll get home eventually. That's true. This is going to be difficult because I've got no reference to what we can talk about. Um... Uh, oh, because you don't have, correct me if I'm wrong, sheets. I've, no, I've got, like, I, yeah, exactly. I've got everything written well, down, but I don't have about, it in Let's front of me. talk about Adelaide. Well, I have got something I do want to talk to you about, which okay. we can initially. Great. Um, so I read this short article about this girl who um, had a, when she had a bucket list and she was 19 and she pretty much signed off her whole bucket list. The last thing on her bucket list was to save someone's life. And this happened. So what happened was her friend was about to be hit by a car. She pushed the friend out of the way of the car, but unfortunately got hit by the car and died. So she completed a bucket list by saving a life, but then also died. Okay. That's crazy. Well, who's, who said that this was on her bucket list? Like what have, proof do they we have? have? The, they have the bucket who's list. Who cited 
this bucket list. The friends, the friends have. Yes, the I'm list. sure they did. I'm sure that they wrote that on there. The more, no, the the no, she checked everything off on a bucket list. The more more the point of what I want to know is who's 19 has a bucket list for starters and mm. checks everything off on mm. it. If no, you're 19, it's a, bit, it's a little bit strange. Isn't that's it? crazy. Yeah, like like I'm 50 and I don't even have a bucket list. No, I don't have a bucket list. Like I want to go to Greece. Yeah, that was what Tenley and I were talking about yesterday. That was some things, I guess, you know, places we'd like to go, I guess. Would yeah, be I'd love to go to Greece. Yeah. But I just thought that was, that's a pretty sort of eerie coincidence, isn't it? I don't know, babe. I think it's just like a bit far-fetched, really. Bit far-fetched. Why, yeah. why is it far-fetched? Well, you know, 19 bucket list and she said I mean, she wanted to save someone's life and then she did. Some kids are weird. But what if she created a bucket list that was just pretty pretty basic, you know, skydiving, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, you know, she put on there, save someone's life just as a random, obviously that's not going to happen. Obviously she didn't mean it to check it off the bucket list, but she died unfortunately as well. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd want to cite that paper. <laughs> you want proof. Do I do. So I always funny. want proof. I love facts. But here's something facts else. Facts and figures. Here's something else I read, data. which yeah. you might know about. I don't know if you know. Uh, I didn't know this, but the original lead singer of Chicago, right? I you, love Chicago. You love Chicago. Did you know, have you, do you know the story about the, the original lead singer of Chicago? No. So the original lead singer, now what I don't have in front of me again, cause I don't have my info, but, uh, I know the year when this happened was 1978, but I don't know how long he'd been with Chicago, Chicago at that point, which I don't think, I don't so know. I was six. Six, right. But I don't know how long Chicago had been around at that time. So they may not have been famous at this stage, who knows, but this lead singer, uh, which again, I don't have his name in front of me, was playing with a gun and he goes, yeah, check this out. It's not loaded. It's got no bullets in it. And was like, just like waving around and then put his head and then went, look, and then blew his head off, shot himself in the head. Right. Yeah. Well. Did you, but the lead singer of Chicago, did you know that? Well, no, obviously he wasn't a very good lead singer. It must not have, they must not have been, um, big at that point. Must no, have. no. But like playing with guns, that happens all the time. That kind of thing happens all the time. Oh, it's, it's so dangerous, isn't it? I know. You just, that's why, you know, Australia's cool and we Australia's sorted that cool. stuff out. Yeah. We made sure we took okay, away yeah. that element of playing. I mean, people do really silly things when they're drinking. We know this. I right? don't even know if he's drinking or not, but that was a pretty silly but thing to do. Let's just think. He was probably drinking, you know, playing with it. Yeah. Well, boys, boys in particular and get yeah, a lot. Yeah, boys do got, games well, that they, are very dangerous. They get a lot of bravado and they get a well, lot, they very ha- confident. They amp and each other up. They're they? like, I can do this. You know, all these, and you know, like jump off a roof in an apartment building into a pool or something, you know. And yeah. You know, it's that always, tree, you know. that always turns out in disaster, doesn't it? Does, it does, it does. I mean, but I'm extremely dare worthy. If someone dares me to do something, I'll do it. You Just reckon? prove I'm gutsy. Yeah, you yeah. You reckon? I but I wouldn't know. play with a gun. You won't go in a swimming pool when it's warm. <laughs> no, I won't go in a swimming pool. <laughs> Even when it's warm though. It's... <laughs> I'll bet you. Go in the ocean tonight. No. Go on. No. Prove me wrong. No, but people do. Be gutsy. I would. Like there's yeah. a heap of people that swim when it's freezing cold. That's not that gutsy. Oh, come on. That's not that gutsy at oh, all. Hats off to them. Look how many people are out and about. Yeah, it's fairly busy for a shitty night, isn't it? Well, it's because it's not, it's not pouring anymore. Oh, um, do we want to talk about the 
the the uh, driver on Tarleton Street that you yelled at. <laughs> oh, what a jerk! So is it how weird is it that we keep seeing these weirdos drivers? I mean, well, I guess it's not if weird. If you're but... out and about enough, there's always going to be some weirdo driver. So we're doing our normal walk down Tarleton Street. Yeah, we're not driving, walking. Walking like we do from um, Pilates, Jetty Road to Tarleton. Hunky and I are walking, and uh, we're walking across the street, you know, like just the side street, just from one side to the other, not crossing the main road or anything. And this guy is waiting for us to walk across before he turns down that street. So he's just sitting there waiting very patiently and lovely like you do. And then this other guy coming from the other way, as as our guy turns down into the street that we walked across, um, like is angry at him for turning down right in front of him, which wasn't even that close, and puts his hand on the horn aggressively and goes, all the way up to him and where we are. And it was really that kind of irking kind of thing where you're like, well, that was extremely aggressive. There was no need for that. Just slow down and let him turn the corner. He was waiting for us to walk across. He was doing all the right things. It's, du- it's duly noted that also it's a 50, so it's and not like it's fast. And he was like not doing fast. 50. He was doing 60. And people normally even drive slower there because there's because roundabouts. there's people everywhere. So you're coming off Jetty Road, right? But there's also roundabouts. Anyway, I looked at the guy on his horn, <laughs> like, <laughs> right, and noticed he's holding his phone in his left hand. So funny. So he's talking, FaceTiming on his phone in his left hand with his right hand on the horn going. "Mm." He was, he looked pretty angry. So me, I couldn't help myself. I went, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just did that to that poor bloke who was waiting for us to walk across before he turned. And if you were doing 50, mate, you wouldn't have even been anywhere near him. And so I yelled out. You were yelling at him. Get off your phone. Yeah, get off your phone. Get off your phone. Get off your phone, you wake <laughs> do, do the banshee. Get off. Get off. Oh, my gosh. And that it's would have so, freaked him out. And it's so not like me because I always say to Hunky all the time, I say to him all the time, don't yell at people. He tell me off all the time. I tell him off all the time. Don't yell at people. Don't say that. It's bad. It's bad karma. I'm don't allowed, put that I'm out to the one universe. now. I always tell him off. I say, don't, don't think that. Don't say that. It's bad. It's bad. Don't put that out in the universe. Just let it go. Let it go. I say it all the time. I say it constantly. And here was me yelling at the guy with his hand on the horn because he was on his phone yelling, get off your phone, you wanker. (laughs) Couldn't believe I did. It's not like me at all. Pretty funny. Um, Yeah, you thought it was hilarious because it's not like me. And I was looking, I was turned to him too, wasn't I? I was right at like, yeah, right you were. Looking I was like holding window. you back. You're like a little chihuahua going I was on. looking at right through him at the window going to, because yeah, I just really felt for the guy that was turning the corner because he was just being really nice. Uh, I was all, it was a bit weird. It was like a three person junction point turning and he had plenty of like the guy had plenty of time to turn, he got a bit scared. I don't know, something happened. He freaked out for no reason. So yeah, weird. Yeah, it was weird. It was, yeah, just terrible behavior. It's just terrible. like, yeah, you know, you rude. can really ruin someone's day just by aggressively. I guess you don't know what kind of day someone's beeping. having too, though. Well, he was obviously, but he was FaceTiming with his mate. He's like talking on the phone, FaceTiming. I don't know about that. Oh, babe. 
I don't know about that. Oh my gosh. I don't know about that. You obviously did not clearly see. We did not see that. No. I saw that quite clearly. <laughs> okay. Well, you were in front. I was stopped and I was turned. Oh, we were in line with each other. I was grabbing we you. Were you not. were like, di- you were oh, like fighting was... me to get to him. <laughs> I just thought that was terrible. <laughs> climbing over me. Anyway, people can be absolute jerks on the road. That's for sure. They can be. They like I be. rarely drive these days. You drive me drive everywhere. Me I walk, I work, you drive. And the only place I drive, hairdresser, which I didn't say I went <laughs> to a different hairdresser. Well, you went to, yeah. And um, my eyebrows. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. true. My eyebrows. <laughs> that's it. There's nowhere else I drive to, is it, darling? No, not anymore. No, not really. No, that's quite boring. No, it is boring, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, you either get picked up or I take you. And this is why we only have one car. So I used to have a car and Hunky had a car, but I sold it to my good friend, Megzy. Hi, Megzy, if you're listening. <laughs> um, because we don't need two cars. It's absolutely useless. We work together 24-7. We live together. We do all the same things. We really did not need two cars. It was a, a big waste. Yeah. No, there's no, no point having two cars sitting around. A lump in our driveway. Come a waste. Now, the, now there's three cars, but two of them are the girls. Yeah, just ours, Indies, and Tenleys, and that's it. I made uh, I made some theme music for us for um, to talk about footy. Oh, okay. And so when we talk about footy, you and me call the footy heads. <laughs> We're the footy heads. Yeah, love my the footy. footy heads. Let's lace up those boots, grab the ball, lace out, kick a massive screw punt from fifty for a goal. It's time for footy heads. Let's just talk about that port win over Essendon. Oh, I'm sorry, Essendon fans out there, but you can take your tissues and go cry in the corner because that was a win. Dan Houston catches the mark at 15 seconds to go. He steps back, kicks a 50-meter punt over the line. Thank you very much with a soggy ball. (laughs) Win! We win by like three points or something. I bet his balls are soggy. Well, whoa, yep. (laughs) They would have been, I reckon, when he got that home to his missus wet. for winning. That was a wet game. That Holy was shit. So wet. That was a that shit was... game. That was so crap. That was terrible. We played terrible, but Essen played well. I think they shut us down. They shut our key players oh, down. Essen played um, really well. We lost Lysette, our key ruckman, uh, right just before the game, which allowed, again, I don't have my notes. <laughs> uh, what was his name? Vincetti? Then oh, you do, the first yes. time playing. Really tall guy, first game on. I think he's only like about 19 or something. He did really well. Um, did really well under massive pressure. Oh, um, imagine Good it. game to come into, I guess. Mm. Uh, but we'll Exxon, never forget it. Oh, my goodness. I was literally on my seat the whole game just yelling at the TV, literally till after the siren going, what, this is crazy. Like we were winning in the last like three or four minutes of the game and then um, – Essendon got the ball and kicked a goal, and I'm like, oh, well, that's that then. And then somehow, look, ends up in Houston's hands, and bang, we win, and that's 12 on the trot for us, 12 games. So yeah. thank you very much. We'll take that uh, all the way home. Yeah. Uh, look out, thank, flag. Thank We're taking the flag home. Thank you very much. We're bringing the silver home back to Adelaide. Yeah. That's my early call. Oh, you re- oh you're, re- you're call. reckon we're going to re- win the grand final? Yeah, I'm going all the way. There's some calls. People are pretty keen. They're pretty keen behind us to saying that um, Bort looked like um, you know, like Melbourne, when they won, they look like teams that win. They've got the grit. They've got the, the stamina. They've got the, the anger. They've got the, the determination. They got, they just look the goods. They just look like they want it. Yeah. So I'm backing them. I would love it course. if it was a Crows, Port Power, yeah. Grand Final. That would never happen. I would just love that. The odds would be so against us. 
just the odds of just there being a Crowsport game are just too, too much against us. It'd be pretty crazy. Oh. They wouldn't want it. So yeah, that's footy heads. And uh that my shitty intro music that I made, but anyway. <laughs> um there was a few things that uh oh I was gonna I was gonna talk about that cafe, that's right. The cafe that happened when we just moved into the new place and what happened when I went to get some coffee. Oh, okay, let's talk about that. Boy, oh boy, what an experience that was. Oof, just moved into our new house. Uh, really excited. This is four years ago, mind you. This is yeah, something four that and a half, yeah. Yeah, this been holding, holding on to, to for four, <laughs> over everybody. four years. We've been in our house nearly four and a half tell years. Everybody, I boycott this place. I'll never go back there again now. Yeah, but you can't say I'm who not, it is I'm not saying the place because it's not, it's, you know, that. it's your choice. To We're not those people. Whatever. I mean, if, if, you, if you email me, I'll tell you, but. <laughs> you took us off cuff at gmail.com today. Um, the, uh, you know, we're in the, in a newer area, which is not really very far away from where we sort of have lived in the past, but it's a new area to us where like coffee shops are and, and pubs and that, that, that we've been able to experience that we haven't experienced before, which was nice. Mm. So this awesome little cafe that we saw that was really nearby, um, to the new home. And we're like, wow, this is awesome. We're going to come in all the time. So we did, we started going there pretty regularly getting lunches even, um, and regular coffees. And so this one night I go there, um, pretty sure it was during the week. It must've been sort of, cause I think they used to be open until about like four thirty, something like that or something or other. Um, and I went there to get coffees for us and it was, it must've been like an hour before they shut, something like that. And so I get the coffees. Oh, good. Get them, go home, uh, paid by, um, Paywave whatever the machine, get home. I don't know what made me check, but I checked the charge and they charged me a thousand dollars. Thousand instead of 10. I got charged a thousand dollars for the coffees instead of the 10 somehow. That's a bit weird, isn't it? You know, what's going on there? So I think I initially rang them and I said, oh, what's going on? You know, blah, blah, blah. So then they went to their boss machine. They checked and went, oh yeah, that's, that's very strange. Let me see what we can do. Then I think they rang their bank, checked some things. And then, uh, rang me back and they said, oh, you need to come in cause we need to verify some, the card with you. So I have to go back in now to verify the card, which is fine. I guess if I'm going to get a refund or whatever, or get it canceled, why can't they just cancel it? I don't know why they can't cancel it. So I go in and I get there just as a shutting now and they've kind of shut. And so I'm going through it and he's on the phone to the bank still. And he's going, oh, you need to prove which card it was. So now I'm proving which card that I've been charged on because the card numbers don't match because I gave him my credit card number. After about an hour, the bank worked out that when you pay by Apple on your phone, that's got a different credit card number compared to the physical credit card number I've got, which then is sort of like, okay, what do we do with this? So then the bank, again, spends about another half an hour trying to work out what to do. Then they go, yep, okay, we've clarified it. It is the same person. It is the same account, different card numbers. That's fine. We'll, we'll sort out the refund. So the bank sorts that out. They've said to the, the client of theirs, which is the cafe owner, no problem, all yours. Thank you, all cleared up. So I've been there sorting out for an hour and a half after they're shut. And mind you, at this point, they're not exactly being friendly or oh, apologetic were, to, to me. Not, I felt very uncomfortable, like as if I'd done something wrong. And then I'm like, okay, all cleared. Yep, all cleared. Then this dude has the balls to charge me for the coffees. After so he refunds me the thousand and then says, Okay, now I've got to charge you ten dollars for the for the coffees after the inconvenience of going there. 
After they overcharged you, they charged you a thousand dollars. I could not believe you had to go this. Go back and forward, back and forward, and stay there for two hours while they sorted. It I out. am like, I am so shocked that I'm just like, okay, no worries. Like, I think he literally had to help me up off the ground because I fainted of shock of like him like going. Now I got to charge you ten bucks. Charge me, he him charge me, and I'm so, I'm like okay, and he charged me, which I guess is fair because I did get coffees, and then I'm like, all right. I'm out. And you never, ever, And I'm ever, like, ever I'm never going back there again and, and telling everybody that I know not to go back there because they are not nice people because, like, I get it. I don't know whose fault it was. I don't know how it could have been my fault, but I don't know whose fault it was, but I don't think it matters whose fault it is because I, the customer, got inconvenienced massively, had to go back there Hugely. and wait for them to sort it out. It was a busy day for us too. And then I still had to pay for the coffee. Why wouldn't you, as a business owner, like if that's me, I'm like, oh my goodness, I am so sorry for inconveniencing you, even if it's not our fault. I don't know how it happened. And I would apologize. Look, I don't know how it happened. Like come back tomorrow and lunch is on us. Like I would like, come back and get another coffee, get coffee for the rest, get free coffees the rest of the week, let alone charge me for the coffees. Anyway. That's your story. Travis and ran. we have never been back. All right. Well, yeah. Once and I had to go back. And got made, got we used to in. get lunches from there yep. often. Yep. We had a business lunch there we were, once a yeah, week. Yeah, we used to go business lunches And coffee there. every day. And yep. we sent our friends there yep. as well. And uh, But there's none of that. Not anymore. None of that caper that going on. place doesn't on. exist to me anymore. No. And it's nearby. And it's nearby. <laughs> it's our local. So we go everywhere but there. Well, I'll, make sure, I'll make sure to. We have new locals now, though. We go to our faves and they know our names. Oh, yeah. we got good places to go, go to now. We support We them. get treated properly. I couldn't imagine what would happen if I, if that happened there. Oh, my goodness. They, they, would, so, they would give us a free Sambo. They would be so apologetic. And again, I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't know whose fault it was. So, like, you know, who's to take responsibility for it? But, you know. Well, it's just pushing too a, many zeros. As a business owner, you know. And they'll never know, I guess. So, anyway. You'll never, never know. But that's your story. You've been hanging on to that for four and a half years. Are you Tell happy now that you've shared that? Can, can you let it go now? I think so. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Did I put it out in the ether? I put it out in the world. Released it. It's released. I it's think gone. I'm just going to add something to the story. Okay. I think it's pretty funny that the owner of that cafe was oh, standing yeah. <laughs> in our driveway, <laughs> not realizing who we were um, not long ago. Yeah. And said, G'day, G'day you me. guys own this place? It says to me, G'day, and I don't recognize who he is. Oh, I knew, I recognize him. You did, but you're inside. And I'm like, yeah, G'day, mate, how you going? He goes, oh, yeah, you own this place, lived here for a while. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Then I go inside and you're like, that's the guy that owns the that's cafe. That's the owner like, of the cafe. you got to be kidding me. Asking you if you own our Holy place. Sh- tell you what, he's lucky I didn't know. Oh, my gosh, because I was looking out through the window and I'm going, oh, my gosh, that's the owner of the Hilarious. cafe. Do you own this place or you're renting? Can you believe that the owner <laughs> owns uh, an apartment, uh, like a little... I wasn't going to say that because now people will know. No, they won't. How will they know? <laughs> How will they know? He owns, uh, owns a unit, unit near us. On our street. <laughs> on our street. <laughs> and rents it out. It's only like and so he wanted to ask us um, if we owned our place. <laughs> So funny. Oh, man. So funny. And How you know, close you, to home is that? You know, and their food was... Anyway, I'm not going to go on anymore. <laughs> the food was on. great. No, the food was okay, you know, and the coffee was oh, we okay. we supporting like, them. Anyway. Now we support everyone else. Yep. That's yeah. it. And that's what happens. Yeah. Customers talk with their money. I have got something funny. I, I did want to read out. I don't know if you want to read it. Um, it's called A Day in the Life of a Jet Star Passenger. 
Well, you can't read in ink. No, I know that. I'm not talking about me. I'm saying save it for next time. All right, save it for next time. Oh, I thought it might be funny if you read it out. Well, then I'll read it. Yeah. That's what I was opening. Da, 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 da. All right. Here we go. Here we All go. Right. A day in the life of a Jetstar passenger. Now, we're not going to bag Jetstar, are we? No, I don't we know. We shouldn't be bagging. No, you could read out. It's like a opinion piece or whatever. It's like someone wrote it as a funny thing, I think. Oh, okay, right. Like you could say, you could say All right. All right. Where the, you know, where it came from and who the writer is. All right. It's just someone's written as funny. All right. So 4.30 a.m. Running late for my flight because I'm trying to force all three long necks of <laughs> Woodstocks down the gullet. Yeah. Get the boy to help. He's 14 <laughs> and he's thirsty. Okay. You know the Woodstocks, that bourbon and coke. Right. 5.15 a.m. Spend the Uber ride trying to guess what country the driver came from out loud. Cecil on India. He says he's not from India. I disagree. (laughs) 5.55am. Scream at the family as we run through the airport. Get dangerously close to getting arrested at baggage check-in over one of my trademark airport bomb jokes. Yeah. But they show mercy on me. 6.15am. Tell the security... Maggots, in no unclear terms, that I ain't taking the sunnies off the back of my neck. Eventually, do it after several several come to deal with me. But my point has already been made. <laughs> All right, six twenty-five a.m. Let the missus deal with the aftermath of me slipping a few cans into her bag. Force as many points as I can down before being told the flight is cancelled. Got to do it all again tomorrow. 6.50 a.m. the next day. Flight cancelled. Threatened to go King Kong on the airport and get told we can jump on the Arvo flight. Get the kids to guard the bags while me and the old lady go and consummate in the shitter. Oh, my gosh. You kidding me? 6.55. 6.55. It's funny you wrote consummate though, but then shitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, 6.55 to 2.30 p.m. Put in some very decent groundwork for getting the plane. For getting the plane turned around. So pissed that I don't hear the boarding call. Wait until we get the special announcement over the PA. Feel the rock star. Feel, the rock, feel like rock stars and all that. 3.10 p.m. Plane finally takes off. Seatbelt flight is on, but I get up to take a shit anyway. Threaten anyone who stands in my way with total defamation. Get a stern warning that they'll have me arrested. Sit down for now. 3.50. Oh, does this go on? Oh, come on. This is boring. 3.50 p.m. Get stuck into the um, grog hard. Boot the chair in front of me for reclining. He asked me if I want to go. He asked me if I want to have a go. Of course I do, but I really want to get to Bali, so decline the offer for now. 4.30 p.m. I'm informed I've been cut off. <laughs> Starting an Aussie, Aussie, Aussie chant. I tell them that I just can't stop now. I feel like shit when I get to Bali. They choose a hardline approach with me. That's a big mistake. <laughs> 4.35 p.m. I take that weak dog up on his previous offer and cause a mid-air scene. After several burly gents subdue me, I'm informed I'm under arrest and the plane will have to turn around. I'm booed by everyone on the plane. 4.45 p.m. I'm somewhat regrettably spit on an authority figure of some type. He's extra rough with me as a result. I tell him I'm going to a current affair. 
5.50 p.m. after spending a solid hour being told to shut up, I'm finally back in Perth soil. Miso, Miso is embarrassed but kind of turned on because a man is such a bad boy. I tell the Lloyd boys to save it. This ain't my first rodeo. 9.30 p.m. Considered too drunk. I'm to be detained until the morning. Tell the wife to take some of the kids' stuff to cash converters so we can try again. They weren't getting anywhere with those guitars anyway. <laughs> 10 p.m. Keep calling me boy Jimi Hendrix as he cries over the plan to sell his guitar, letting the resentment grow early. Noise. Okay, <laughs> that was kind of, all right. Well, there you go. Sorry about that. I think that was 15 minutes of your life you'll never get back. So that's from the Bell Tower Times. Uh, it's just an Aussie, Aussie, Aussie flying a barley and the behavior who it's from well even known, actually. right? Yeah. That's behavior. I was just going to say, I think we've had enough. Oh, okay. Why is okay. that? Because it's time to go inside and get to work. Oh, okay. Oh, we're going to do that bit? Do what bit? I brought a regular rocket leaves on here. <laughs> That's funny. No? Why? Because that must have been when you were asking me. What's arugula? Yeah. Right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is a walking podcast because today we're going on a tour of the Jimmy Melrose down at Glenelg. Hang on a second. What was that? Are those clouds coming, babe? They're blowing this way, yes. Oh, I better... No, nah, you'll be all right. You sure? I reckon. I don't want to get caught in the rain. No, nah, you'll be all right. They'll blow over. So, and Nat's mum is running the tour. Are you sure they're going to blow over? They don't look very good. So, Nat's fixated on the clouds. Oh, just making our way. What I is to get my jacket. Hang on, you need the key. So, right now, I'm just standing outside the front of our house, waiting for my wife to run back in and... Make a decision about a jacket and a scarf because that's been the most contention today so far because it's been raining, then sunny, then raining, then sunny. And now she's back in there again after seeing the weather and thinking she's going to get caught in it. Okay, so I'm wearing a v-neck knit with a diamond self-print in a blonde colour, which is a hard colour to get actually. Um, it works with a lot of colours. It's fantastic in my wardrobe. Then I'm wearing my washed navy. Ponty, little slight droppy pants, tapered, cuffed twice, with Katmandu grey socks, my light tan snoots, which is um, between a sneaker and a boot, and Kerry Thorne actually captioned that phrase, which is gorgeous. Um, yeah. Do you like that? Well, I should say owned, ownership of, captained, created. Anyway, it's pretty cool. Coin, 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 coin. Anyway, it's pretty cool. We love it. Um, just like we love our Kerry Thorne. And over the top, I have my lilac raincoat on. It's in a snake print. And in Coco, this is actually soft grape and mauve, which works really well with my blonde knit top. I'm wearing bright sunnies in a just off white color not repeating anything else in my outfit. And in my crossbody bag, which is in a very unusual murky color, I have my matching rain hat. And I'm so glad I ran back and got my raincoat because it really does look like it's going to rain. So there we go. I like how you went all the way down to the socks. <laughs> <laughs> the actual socks. You actually said what the socks were. It's important. It's important. It's 
I know it's important. I'm just saying. I'm just mentioning it because I thought it was funny. You got to be warm. And created a new word, so it's a special day. <laughs> Captured. Captioned. <laughs> Captioned. Captioned. <laughs> so we're on our way to the Jimmy, the Jimmy Melrose Memorial in Mel in no, what? No, no, it's not Jimmy Melrose Memorial. The memorial in at the end of Mosley Square before the jetty. That's where we're on our way to. We're going to be slightly late, and it's all Nat's fault. <laughs> I'm glad I went back for my raincoat. Oh, don't worry, I gave him a full rundown of you going back in. Oh, did you? <laughs> just make sure it's not boring. We're just making our way along the Esplanade towards Glenelg Jetty Foreshore, Jetty Road Glenelg and roundabouts. And along this Esplanade place here, there used to be an automated machine that used to drive and carry people along here that was going for a couple of years. What happened to that? Yeah, do you remember that? The council had that running. It was this awesome little futuristic little bus that hold, held about six people. Fully glassed, fully glassed, like they had full view of everything. And so you'd jump in at one point and it would automatically, like auto-driven, whatever you call that. What do you call that? What's auto-driven? What's auto-driven? <laughs> auto-driven? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, so no, no, uh, no person driving, no human driving it. And it would just cruise along about, I don't know, like 5Ks an hour or something, all along the foreshore esplanade until it took someone out is that what i don't know i'm oh, just speculating you're making things up yeah, it's uninformed information that's true totally uninformed it killed someone yes it killed three people like it pulled out a knife and killed it yes it did and a dog <laughs> then went surfing <laughs> never to be seen again but yeah then all of a sudden it did just disappear council took it away so it was pretty cool though it was big. It took up a lot of room though, didn't it? It took up so much. More than time. more than half of the path. That's just a blower. Not Nat, I mean the back, a blower machine, what do you call it? <laughs> a blower back. Just see if we can pick up some of the beautiful sounds of down here, the ocean and the waves and the wind. Here we go. Wasn't that spectacular? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're on the tour. We're just making our way to the first destination of the Jimmy Melrose experience, historical experience, run by Gillian Rogers. OAM. OAM? OAM. OAM. Order Australia Medal. Not sure if this will pick her up speaking, but we'll give it a go for a bit. It's raining. I've had to stop recording because it's raining. I don't want to get the recorder wet, unfortunately. That was a good idea. It's been good so far. We're about halfway through, I think, aren't we? Seen, seen where he lived. Seen a school. What school we went to. So far, the rain has just been constant. Sort of spitting. Constant sort of shower, unfortunately. It's getting cold. Anyway. This is Mike Rogers, Gillian Rogers' husband. How are you going today, sir? I'm going very well, thank you. That's good. Pity the uh, little bit of shower stuff around, but uh, never mind. 
Yeah, I've been saying that. The rain has been not very nice, not very friendly to us. No, never mind. Never mind. All right, just finished the first Jimmy Milrose history. Oh, she used to be an English teacher. That was great. Thanks for adding that. <laughs> no worries at all. Yep, that was interesting, listening to that in the rain. Yeah, we might do a little bit more of a rundown once we've uh, I've got the paperwork and just give you a quick spiel about it. And uh, we'll catch you again later. Bye. On our way down for the second session of the Jimmy Melrose Tour, Historical Society Tour. This time it's not raining. Some sort of sun's trying to get out. But I have added a wool scarf and I still have my raincoat on, just in case. Yes, you do. Hopefully I can get a little bit more of the actual presentation because it's not raining. That'll be exciting. Yeah. Not on mic, I mean on the microphone. Yeah. Just walking past the famous Broadway kiosk with the wafting smells of cooking bacon and eggs. It's terrible. ...record of Adelaide to Melbourne, the Round Australia record, the Australia to England record, the South Australian altitude record, and the first non-stop flight Adelaide to Tasmania and a record flight Tasmania to Sydney. And he was the youngest and only solo flyer England to Australia Centenary Air Race, awarded the gold medal and 2,000 pounds prize in 1934. Jimmy came from a very, very rich, the Milrose family were a very rich pastoral family and um, they had many pastoral properties and famous relatives. This original home was built in 1904 by the Brown Scrap Metal Firm, and then they purchased it from them and used to use it for the um, holiday home. And they, so they lived between the stations and between here. But when Jimmy was nine years old, his dad died. He was an only child. It was um, James and Hildegard were his parents. His dad died when he was nine years old. So from then on, him and his mum lived here at the house until he died at 22 and she died at 90. No, so um, uh, when, when she died, uh, she kept his ashes with her until she died, and then they were both buried uh, together in the North Road Cemetery. But um, after he died, the only thing that she brought back of his, because he'd flown her to Melbourne, and when he died, it was out, it flew out of Melbourne, and the only thing that she brought back was the propeller, and Joe's got photo of that on the... Um, thing. So the propeller was on the gate and we believe when the house was demolished in 1970 after she died that the, she had, um, the propeller was sold for $100 but we don't know who bought it. Mm, somebody bought it. Mm. This was the preparatory school where um, Jimmy went to school. Um, he attended school here in the 1900s. The school operated from 1912 1937. All right. Uh, well, I guess we'll tag this on. Half until next time. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.